1: And welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night I'm Gavin with me, I have got Kev, I have got Keith and I have Emmett. This show is brought to you by Falecon, our charity partner We will talk about them later Um, Tonight is all about Sadio Mane Um, And look, there's so much to be said about this player Um, We're going to talk about him at length um, and then we're going to um, have a little chat about Calvin Ramsey as well, who signed on the dotted line for Liverpool on a long-term contract today. Um, Keith, I'm going to come to you force. All right. Um, I have loads of stats on Sadio Mane for you. Um, let's read some out. Um, let's read some stats, here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, started off with Mets, went to Red Bull Salzburg, yeah. Southampton, um, Liverpool. And it uh, looks like Bayern Munich um, will uh, sign Sadio Mane. Um, 269 games for Liverpool, 120 goals, 38 assists. So that's 158 goal, assi- goal involvements in 269 games. Um, <coughs> just overall, Keith, on Sadio Mane, before we get into all the memories and back to front, start to finish. Sadio Mane,
2: what does he mean to you? Uh, Sadio Mane is one of the most important players of the Open Klopp era um, because he, what he does on the pitch he epitomizes what Klopp wants you know he's got all the skill he's an absolute machine but he's a lovely bit of snide about him and he's a fighter and he's a grafter you can't really ask for much more than what we got out of Sadio Mane and I think it's a sad day you know that that we're talking about him leaving but I just think you know, we, we've got some great moments out of him and we have memories. We have great memories of Sadio. We have, um, people have been super critical of him. Look, we've all been critical of him as well at times. But overall, I think, I think he's just been an absolute icon for this club. I, we say it all the time. We said it, you know, is this player a legend? Is this player a legend? Sadio Mane lives in Liverpool as a legend. He's one of our greatest ever signings in certainly Premier League signings, but one of our greatest ever forward players. Sad to see him go, but I'm glad it's going on terms that are a little bit more um palatable for the fans. You know, he's not saying that he's going, he wants a new challenge. He's going out of the Premier League. So be it. He's going to a great club. He has an opportunity at a great club. We're getting a few quid from him. I just think everybody's everybody can be happy on this deal well sad to see him go there has to come a time when players do move on you know and, and we, we've we got the best of Sadio Mane in my opinion and it's just the way it's playing out it's the first major um, Klopp player that's leaving you know what I mean like it, people can say you know Chan and Jeannie left on free and you know other players have coming on. gone Divock has just recently gone but he wasn't a mainstay and Sadio is a mainstay he's one of our greats and he's moving on like I said he's going on good terms and I'm glad about that and for, not frustrated but sad to see him go and hopefully we can we can move on with him because that's what football's all about do you know what I mean it's you, he moves on. Good for him. But we move on. No player's bigger than the club, and I'm just glad that it, it's all being done in a, in a sort of a friendly enough way. Yeah, like Emma, I'll come to you. Um,
1: Honors for Liverpool. 2019 Premier League Golden Boot, Champions League 2019, European Super Cup 2019, FIFA Club World Cup 19, 2019, 2019 African Player of the Year, Premier League 1920, AFCON 2022, AFCON Player of the Tournament 2022, League Cup 2022, FA Cup 2022. <coughs> like, it's six years and he's basically, he's just won it all. Just, just like, and, you know, people will say, oh, you know, um, He's only 30, we should give him like there's an argument there that you should give him a contract. But then again, when it comes down to what the money is, we don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it. You will hear stuff like he's he's um he wants a different challenge, which is absolutely fine. Um But I mean like when you look at the honours he's won at Liverpool, you can't you can argue whether you like you'd like to see him stay or the club should do more to to keep him staying, but Overall, when you look at what he's done at Liverpool and what he's achieved at Liverpool, you have to... If if, if he's going to go, he goes with... It has to be everyone's blessing. He's just been so good for Liverpool Football Club.
0: Yeah, look, and Keith kind of said as well, the, the type of player that he was, he, he always left... He, he never kind of came off the pitch without giving 110%. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he owes us absolutely nothing. I mean, we've essentially got our money back from him and got six probably the six best years of his career out of him so I'm just I hope it is a case that he wanted uh, a different challenge and um, I'd hate to think and it's something that I thought about over the last few days is like why why would you and you hear a lot of people like why would you want to leave Liverpool um, and you just hope that it wasn't there because there has been an awful lot of love and an awful lot of Uh, paper pages and social media posts written about Salah has to sign a new contract but no one was ever seen to be too pushed about Sadio and I just hope that he didn't kind of feel left out and not loved because there was a stage maybe two years ago if you asked Liverpool fans who would you sell and who would you keep it would be sell Salah keep Sadio and even this season based off what you saw at the start of the season, it would be keep Salah, sell Mane. But then the end of the season, he was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, but no, look, he, he owes us absolutely nothing. On that stat that you said, the goal in 2019, I know everybody hates when people say this. I think mean, he shared it with Salah and Aubameyang. But out of three of them, he was the only one that didn't involve penalties. I know you still have to score penalties, but they're on a plate um yeah. so realistically he was the winner of that golden view. but um yeah look he's gonna be he's a gen he's like our generations john barnes or Ian rush one of those he will go down as uh, a john barnes or an in rush to a certain generation we've been lucky enough to see them all um but um my little lad's good when i told him absolutely good he absolutely loves him um but, uh, yeah, he's, he is a club legend. And I think the word legend, legend is bandied about a little bit too much these days, but there was nothing else for him to do. He's part of the squad that brought the first Premier League title or the first league title in 20 years. I think they all should be legends. Um, and, obviously, Sadio played a massive part in that as well. I mean, I was just a little bit sad. 90 goals, you would have liked him to see to get the 100. He is a kind of a 100-goal player. Um, and the other downside as well. Premier is League that. was. Premier League was was ninety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, in terms of not getting kind of that farewell from the Anfield during one last game for people to actually show their appreciation for them. Um, bit sad that you don't get that. But um, yeah, an absolute legend, and yeah, gave everything to the club.
2: Kev. Gav, sorry, can I cut in before you go to Kev? Sorry about yep. this, Kev. I just, there's a comment there I just want to want to talk about it's from Jono. And he's saying, Keith, can we stop with this? He wants a new challenge. That's bollocks. He would stay if he gave him a worthwhile contract. What challenge is it in joining Bayern Munich? Jono, Bayern Munich, one of the biggest clubs in world football, whether you like to admit it or not. Bayern Munich are looking for a new main man to replace Robert Lewandowski. Sadio Mane has an opportunity to go to one of the biggest clubs in the world and be the main man. That's the challenge. Whether he, he, win Bundesliga, he will win Bundesliga, the challenge is to try and win Champions Leagues. So, you know, we can spin this about the club not giving him a worthwhile contract. It's not that. He's going to a big, huge club. It's not like he's taking a, st- a huge step down. Right, Liverpool, the best club in the world with Man City at the moment, you can say. But Bayern Munich are no mugs. So, I just wanted to, you know. Well, before I come to Kev, right,
1: when it comes to these contract things people seem to talk with an awful lot of certainty when they're talking. And there's no certainty in it. Like, I'm not, going, I'm not going to sit here and sell, tell you that Sadio Mane doesn't like Mo Salah, so he wants to live. I'm not going to tell you that Sadio Mane was offered 400 grand a week by Liverpool, but he wants to go to Bayern Munich. And I'm not going to tell you that Liverpool, you know, um, basically just turned around and went, no, enough's enough, Sadio, we want you gone. Because nobody knows any of this. The only thing we do know is that uh, and Klopp has said it. He said anybody with a year left on their deal has been offered a deal. The deals are on the table. That includes, I think, Keita, yeah. uh, Firmino, Mane, Salah. They were the main four, right? We don't know what's going to happen with um, Salah's one. Keita's been rumoured that he will sign another deal. And and when it comes to Mane, the only thing I've seen out of Bayern Munich is that they're offering him a colossal amount of money. Colossal. Um, somewhere north of 300 grand a week. Now, Sadio Mane <coughs> may want to stay at Liverpool and he may go, but I just can't sign up for that. He may want a new challenge, and the money is very appetising, and Bayern Munich are very appetising as a club. You know, um I- I've read somewhere that some of his family live in Germany, but I don't know how true that is. So we actually don't know. So all we can do is take it on, on all we can do is take it on face value. Sadio Mane is leaving the club. Okay? He's agreed to sign for Bayern Munich by all the looks for, and the deal will probably be announced tomorrow or Tuesday, right? And all we can do is say how good Sadio Mane was for Liverpool Now, I've said this before on, on Salah, and I've said it well, particularly on Salah until we know the numbers if, if Salah walks away at the end of this season or the season upcoming season and Let's say, for argument's sake, Salah is on 200 grand a week. I don't know exactly he's on. I don't look these fucking things up, right? But say he's on 200 grand a week, and it comes out at the end of the season that FSG have offered him 210 grand a week. You go, that's fucking ludicrous, right? But if it comes out that they've offered him 300 grand a week, okay, you kind of go, well, it's 300 fucking grand a week. And when you look at the bonuses that you have on top of them, although the bonuses aren't as big, I don't think, on these new contracts, you get more guaranteed money and but I think you can still earn, earn around the same it's just they are cutting or they are committing more money to your contract so we don't actually know what's going on and I keep saying it until somebody comes out and tells you the numbers you cannot make an informed decision on it you simply can't and all I'm all I want to do here tonight is you might be happy that Sadio Mane is going and when I say happy I mean yeah you know what fair enough six years he's been brilliant he probably wants another challenge or you know he mightn't be offered a contract once, but let's just celebrate Sadio Mane. Let's not get into the politics of things that we haven't got a fucking clue about. Let's be honest. We do not have a clue about. And anybody that tells you they do is lying. Right? Because the numbers aren't out there. And the numbers aren't out there on the salad deal as much as people talk about it. They simply aren't out there. Um, Kev. even even <laughs> um, He is the believe... I believe he's the man that did the touch paper on Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool career. I believe he's. I think he. He's arguably the most important sign in he's made. Arguably, um, when you look at what club was looking for at that time, where he wanted to get Liverpool to, and how big a job Sadio Mane done in getting them there, and then in turn Salah and Van Dijk and Allison and stuff like that. But overall, like. I think he's just been a joy to watch. I think he's brought us some of the best memories um, we've had as Liverpool fans. And I'm forty. I think he's brought us some <laughs> of the best yeah. uh, memories um, as a Liverpool fan. Gone.
3: I mean, the first time I took notice of him was when he was at Southampton, and he got that uh, three minute oh, hat trick. trick, and it made me stand up. It was the ends. Uh, it was towards the end of the season against Villa at home. It was a six mm-hmm. one win, okay. and. It was an early kickoff because I can remember being at home. It was a Saturday afternoon and there was nothing else on. So I thought, look, these kind of games, villa against Southampton against Villa, nothing on it. It could be one of those games. It could be an absolute belter. And then here he is, popping up in the middle, and he just goes bang, bang, bang. I'm like, wow. And then I started, you know, I've seen him through the season, but he'd been scattergun. He'd been very hit and miss that season. He went about four months without scoring a goal. You know, it, it was very hit and miss, but then you start looking at him and you see how quick he is, and you could see what we were missing. And I remember at the time when we signed him, he was the most expensive African player uh, that we'd ever signed, or that in in the history of football. And the amount of people online who were fuming, they were like, "He's not worth this. Why are we signing X, Y, and Z player?" Mario and, Goto, wasn't it, that we were going for? Yeah, it? but £34 million from Southampton. Here we go again, back to Southampton. What the hell are we doing? You know, we're signing these all these players. And as it turns out, Klopp wanted him at Dortmund two years before. while Klopp was at Dortmund, and he met him. I was reading this. It was in, an article in the Echo, if anyone wants to check it out. Klopp said he met him. Baseball hat tipped to the side. Gold streak down his hair. 22 years of age, he's like, I'm not able for this shit. I can sign one forward and it has to be the right one. I had a gut feeling and I just went some went in a different direction didn't and didn't take him. And after a few months, he realized he got it so badly wrong. He said, if I get the chance to do this again, I'm definitely going to take it. Along comes Michael Edwards. Uh, Jürgen, we got a chance to sign this kid from Southampton's side at Sadio Mane. What do you think? Yes, please. <laughs> and he arrives, he arrives at the club. Lots of people weren't happy. And he played, He scores on his debut against Arsenal in a, a 4-3 win. Crazy game. And it was a typical Sadio Mane goal where he chops onto his left foot and curls it around the keeper. And away we go. It's like, this is what we were missing. We were missing pace. And we were raw pace. And he was seriously rapid at that time and as he evolved and as he developed i think he's the most versatile of the forwards that we have at the club he's um he can do everything i think he's slowed up in in recent in recent years he's not as dynamic as he was but um he's given everything i, mean, I echo what, what the lads have said he's uh, what's watched is a 100 goal uh, a clip yeah. on youtube his is 100 goals he scores all kinds of goals he's so strong in the air he was Never had a great leap on him, but positionally, he knew <coughs> where to be. He had a nose that to be able to sniff space, and he had that one touch to make a yard and finish it in the corner. He loved finishing with his right foot into the far corner, high low didn't matter. He loved a chip shot. Um, he never had a dead ball piece, <laughs> you know. Apart from when he was playing for Senegal, he, he took their penalties, missed a few, you know, as we saw in against Chelsea. He's capable of missing them, but for me, he's been my favorite player. He's of all the players that we've had at the club for the last six years. He's my favorite. I just want him. I want nothing but good things for him because of the human being that he is. You read the story about the mobile phone. You know, poker, the rest of us. You know, you get. I got my. My kids, my son was walking around with a cracked mobile phone and all. He's like, Dad, I need a new phone. I can't get a new phone. This phone is this, that, and the other. He's walking around with a mobile phone. The amount of works he's done at home with hospitals and with kids, the the, the stuff he did with Nivea. You remember that it, that thing he did with Nivea with the uh, kid? Yeah. I think. Lee. The flurry in
1: Liverpool. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, they've done that thing with him. And, you know, we're contracted with Nivea. The players commit to do this stuff. He followed that on, and he did that goal celebration for that kids, for his granddad. He didn't have to do that. He remembered it in his head, and he's that's for Lee, that's for his granddad. He just thinks different. He is different. I think it's the way he was raised, the way he was raised, the hardship that he went through, you know, everything in life that's given that's put him into where he is now. He's just a for a great. What a great footballer he is! He's a better human being. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to miss him. I I'm miss I, his smile. You know, he smiles when he scores. His crazy celebrations, copying Bobby's celebration, the one hand over the eye, all that stuff. I was just gonna miss the guy. The guy's just been you know, he's just such a regular in the team sheet as well. He, he's he's always there. He didn't he doesn't rarely gets injured, never had a big injury with us. And he was Mr. Consistent. He was always reliable. Emmett was saying there about yeah, his goals came and went. You know, he was a bit iffy in front of the goal for a while, inconsistent you'd say, for a couple of years. Not with his effort. He gave a she put a shift every game. It wasn't a lack of effort that the goals dried up for him. It was just wouldn't go in for whatever reason.
1: He's uh, he are yeah, really, right. He he never stopped. And when he wasn't in great goal scoring form, he kept going. He always put the effort in. Um, he ne- you could never say Sadio didn't walk in a game. You could say you know he's missed a chance here or a bad pass there or his touches off. But you would never turn around and, and uh, um, you know throw it at him that he didn't try Keith you know Kev's talking about there when you know Klopp talks to him he's at Dortmund you see him at Southampton but where did he catch your eye because he caught my eye he catches my eye away at Chelsea playing for Southampton I remember a pissing rain at Stamford Bridge Um, this is around it's probably the year 15-16 I think it's the year um, Leicester win the league I think and they play away at Chelsea and I think they win the game 2-1 but Mane terrifies them and, uh, off the left or right. And then what happens is Southampton end up sticking him up front for the last 15 while they try to hold out for a win. And he's just running. Um, I think Terry is still at the club. He must have been. And he's running um, Chelsea all over the shop. And I went, well, he is a fucking player, this lad. You know, just the pace, the you know, the directness. Um, Every time Southampton got the ball, he was an outlet. He was literally going, like, just put it in there and I'll go after it. And he really caught my eye then. And, you know, I really wanted him at 30 million. He was close to signing for United, but he ends up signing for us. But where did he catch your eye? Because the hat-trick probably does, but it's the Chelsea away for me.
2: Yeah, the hat-trick is the one that really stands out. But, I mean, if you remember back then, Liverpool were doing a lot of business with Southampton, you know, and and there was the running joke, you know, that we'd only sign from Southampton. And so whenever they had anybody with a bit of class about them, you'd half thinking that Liverpool would be after him so he was one that you'd always have to keep your eye on Southampton and see what they have next but he was always a player that looked dangerous but when you're coming in from Salzburg it was big money that he went to Southampton for relatively and he goes in there and you're thinking he's very raw he is very raw can he do it in the Premier League but even then you could see he was a fighter do you know what I mean? And, and he was a walker, even in Southampton. And, you know, it's it's one of the things really that caught my eye. I love players that'll that'll dig in, forward players that dig in and scrap, right? They have to have a bit about them as well. But I love the ones that really dig in and scrap. And that was what stood out for me again with Mane. And I can't remember what exact game it would have been. But that season at Southampton, because we'd be watching them, because we would be sort of buying doing our business with Southampton, and to be honest, because he was heavily linked with Manchester United, heavily linked with Manchester United all that season.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, looking and he was talking about like January
1: going to United. It.
2: Yeah, and then it didn't, didn't really
1: materialise. And then when it came to the summer, it was like, is he gone? But I think we signed him mid July, mid late July that season. But didn't he say problems.
2: that there was a deal in place? There was a deal in place, with you know, for him <laughs> and it
1: just never got Supposedly over. Supposedly, he says there was a deal in place to go to United. He was, um, and then Klopp called, and he decided yep. he
2: was going to Liverpool. But you're looking at a player, you know, he's on the on the radar of the big clubs. Um, and back then, I mean, we go back six years ago. It wasn't a case like why would he go to why would he go to Manchester United over Liverpool? The way we had the same conversation about Darwin Nunes. It was the other way around, you know, like, why would he go to Liverpool? You know, United weren't that long from winning leagues. i were always, you know, one manager away from getting back to the top again. So we got him and it was, I wouldn't say a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise because Kev touched on it there. You know, we were linked with others. We were linked with Mario Gotze. That's who everybody wanted. And then Mane comes out of nowhere. And I remember at the time people were sort of like, another Southampton another fella off this. this fella doesn't even look that good but if his force game sort of put that one in the bin you know what I mean Like, is that
1: the same summer Mkhitaryan goes to United I think it is I because think I think, make, I think Mane is 30 million and I think Mkhitaryan signs to
2: United at 34 and all yep. the talk was was that Oh, you know, it was because uh, Mkhitaryan played yeah. against us, didn't he, for Dortmund in the Europa League that season. So yeah, it's that 50, summer. That, yeah, you know, so, so that summer he goes to United. Yeah. We were linked with Mkhitaryan, yeah, as
1: well, and it didn't happen. He goes to United. We were linked with to...
2: Mkhitaryan before he went to Dortmund, wasn't it? From Shakhtar, was it? Was Shakhtar? Or... Yeah, I think it was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we were linked. We were linked before. Where... That correct?
1: And he go. He goes to. He goes to Dortmund, and then what happens in that summer is United are heavily linked with Mane. Mane ends up going to Liverpool they signed Mkhitaryan and all the talk was like United have pulled the fucking pulled the fast one on Liverpool here because they've literally spent a couple of million more I think it might be 24 for Mkhitaryan but it was around the same ballpark but the talk was United have pulled the fast one here because they could have got Mane Liverpool have swooped in and overpaid for Mane and Mkhitaryan is now a few quid more than Mane and United have got the much better deal like yeah. you couldn't have
3: been. It was the it troops. was seen that
2: we were gazumped. Yeah, we were gazumped yeah. because yeah, we were linked with McArdy and even at that stage because he, he was, was, really rated was at the time,
3: wasn't he?
2: he was deadly Mkhitaryan, in fairness, McArdy in that Dortmund. He was brilliant and and he did play very well against us in the Europa League. And it was obviously a player that Klopp sort of had at Dortmund. But you know, again, it was just one of them that. Everything, we didn't know then what we know now, that if it, the, the club are bringing in a player, you trust the club's judgment. Back then, there was no trust. Do you know what I mean? We were just off the back of the Brendan Rogers experience, where, you know, the, the committee are recommending players, Rogers is saying, no, we want this. And it was just an absolute shit. And it had its own name, you know what I mean? And it was just a, a big joke. But this was one that obviously they were... They were coming up with this name. Klopp was happy with it because, as Kev said, he wanted him at Dortmund. And it just, from day one, you look at a player and any, I wouldn't say any, I don't know, because I wasn't overly worried about him, to be totally honest with you. But fans that maybe were worried, you only had to look at that Arsenal match when he gets that goal. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is a player. This is the sort of player I can get behind because... He was great. You know what I mean? He was raw, but he was great. But he was a fighter, and that's that's what you want. That's, like I said, I can't say enough, I love that type of flair, And he just looked, as a right winger, he looked like, this is the one. And we'll move on as his career goes on and talk about how we moved his positions. He could do it all. But it looked to me like, yeah, this was the this was the one for us. And um, eventually, I, who had we signed before that? We'd signed Lovren, we'd signed Lallana, We'd signed Klein And who? Lambert.
3: Lambert. Ricky Lambert. Lambert.
2: So we'd signed these players from Southampton and he was going to be, I had another one, you know. None of the boys, unfortunately, really lived up to it. Lallana was okay, but injuries killed him. Klein, yeah. But um, everyone thought this was another one. This is the next one from Southampton to really flop. Liverpool might as well buy Southampton the money they're giving them. But it wasn't. It was the first big Klopp signing. It was the... Mm It was the first... I oh, know we signed Matip that summer as well, didn't we? Um, I think we signed Mane first, actually, didn't we? Mat, Matip was a free transfer. Yeah, when Wijnaldum comes in that below. summer. <laughs> Wijnaldum definitely comes in that summer. But these are the big pieces that are starting to get put into place. And uh it was a building block for what was to come. And I just think, you know, Sadio Mane... Kev kind of touched on the, the mobile phone and, and, and the work he does back in Senegal. And it's something that a lot of, certainly the African players do. I mean, I remember D.J. Drogby used to do it all the time as well when he was at Chelsea and France. He pumped a load of money back into his village. Um, but it, it shows an awful lot from a player, you know, that he doesn't, not that he's not selfish, but that he, he works hard, but he gives it back. And even from a football point of view, you know, he, he, as Emmett said earlier, he went out on the pitch. He walked his bollocks off, and he left nothing out there. And what more can you ask for? I just think it was a sign from the start that, yeah, this is the rock and roll football because he scores the goal against Arsenal, doesn't he? And Klopp gives him a jockey back. Um, <laughs> and
3: yeah.
2: but, but Klopp has the to, Klopp tones it down after that, doesn't he? Like Klopp is like, well, I can't do this anymore because he got criticized. His, he was getting lashed out of it all the time for over celebrating. And I think he'd said that somewhere. Now I'm going to cut it back. And then he'd done that. And he's like, no, no, no. We have to, we have to cut this. Um, <laughs> right, well, I promise I I'll, I'll really will. Yeah, I think,
1: will, I think really, it was that game. I'll be good, I'll be
3: good next time. I honest. really
2: will
1: cut it back now after he's like fucking parade man around the, the, yeah. the Emirates. <laughs> As yeah. a jockey back, mate. Like, um, Emma, so many moments, Gab. So many moments. Well, that's what I want I, I, later on. Um, I want yeah. to. We're going to go through a few, but I want people later on, I want, not now, because I'll, I'll lose them all. Yeah. But later on, if people in the chat want to throw in their favorite Mane moments, it can be on, off the pitch, wherever you want, yeah. and we we go through them and discuss them. Uh, but not Emma, yet. Remember that. Not, not yet. yet. Don't do it yet, because I'll, I'll try hold on to put as many as I can. But um, leave it with me, Emma. Um, when you look at Liverpool's 15, 16. You know, you have Coutinho, you have Firmino, you have Lalana. That was usually your front three. He uses Benteke a little bit um, for a while. I think he uses Benteke during the season. Ings is there. But there's no real electric pace. You know, Coutinho's a beautiful player. Firmino's the same. Lalana worked so hard. He was he was integral in the fourth season under Klopp. But there was nobody where you went, put him behind the fullback. Now, I'm not talking like... Jack Charlton fucking sort of <laughs> football you know where you just lumber him into space but just that option where you could just like that goal against Arson where I think it's Lallana just clips one down the side as if to say I can clip it in there now because someone will yeah. go after it. and it was so it was a breath of fresh air wasn't it you know he comes in he's playing on the right he's lightning fast he's so enthusiastic he's a really good technical footballer he's an eye for goal and Let's get into it, because that goal against Arsenal, on the day Liverpool go one nil down, I think Walcott scores, if I remember, he has one disallowed, and then he scores soon after. Or no, he misses a penalty. No, he evolve, misses a penalty, man. and then um, Moreno takes him down, he, miss, he gets a penalty, he misses it. Then he scores, then Coutinho equalises, and then we go on a rampage then. Do you remember Coutinho scores, um, Mane scores? I think we're four one up on one stage. I think I can't remember who got the other one. Um may have been Lalana, I think, makes a two-one. But from that day, Emmett like clip ball, tears, I think it's Callum Chambers apart, cuts inside, takes a touch, bends it around, check, top corner, and you're like, wow, we haven't seen this in a while. And it was just electrifying pace. It's
0: what he said there, it's the heavy metal football, because he came in with this like a like a reputation for heavy metal football, and we probably ha- probably hadn't seen it up until then. We'd seen, like, do you know what I mean, a, a, a lot of pressing and stuff like that, but then, like you said, when, when Mane picks up, like, he's breaking ankles all over the place, not just in that game. Like, There's lads, don't, they're, they're, he's turning lads inside out, and then for him to, like, he, and we score, we said earlier on, he scores all types of goals, and he sticks that one in with his left. But he, we see him in later years doing the exact same thing on the far side, but he's right. But, um... I look back at videos the last few days and like defenders didn't know what to do with Manet when he came running at them. Like, and he would absolutely rinse them game in, game out. But, um, I think that was the beginning of the like you said, well, hang it was like kind of everybody, if they didn't like the Mane sign, and they kind of their ears pricked up a bit and thought, oh, so this is the way it's going to be now. And it was just so refreshing that. It was a case that this fella's is just literally going to turn defenders into nuts and score all types of goals. Like. It was so so refreshing. Um But yeah, lightning pace and like yeah, he probably slowed down in the last couple of years. But still, you don't want that. So Mane, would
1: you if you are running fucking that much for the last six years? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But
0: no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. But like, I don't know whether it's, whether it's a case of him slowing down or like it's unfortunate thing is and the same thing's happened with with salah and it'll, same thing will happen you've got maybe about one two seasons where defenders and the just they can't figure you out and then eventually the game is up they probably double up on you on your side etc and you, you're kind of forced to nearly adapt what way you what what way you play but he nobody knew how to handle Sadio Mane. Uh, nobody wanted him running straight at them and that's just what he did like I said with the videos he was literally running straight through people and his strength was another massive part of his game as well like the the defender's swinging out of him and he's holding the ball up and just turning them and it's look it's what else can you say about him he's absolutely an amazing player and will be sadly missed
1: Kev you look at that season and I think I think Liverpool are are they top going into January? Or are they fairly close to it. And
3: he close. goes off
1: to the AFCON, do you remember? If I remember right, and I'm going completely off memory here, by the way, because I have to look up what season that goal against Everton was. I couldn't <laughs> believe it was 17-18 or yeah. I think it was 17-18. Um because it doesn't feel like what well, five years ago or whatever. But Kev, he it showed how important he was to us. And not how we tailored a game just to him, but what an impact he had. That, and if I remember right, that four season, I think we're close to the top of the league when he leaves for the Afcon, and he's gone for a, he's gone for about five weeks, I think. Um, you know, to build up the Afcon, I don't know how far he go, but I think he's gone for about four or five weeks. It could be six or seven league games, wherever it might have been. And Liverpool aren't in good form. Um, when he leaves, um, or during that time, and we come back, we eventually we get um Champions League football. In 16, 17, but straight away, Kev, we're in four months of him arriving. You just see how integral he is to this team. And he's literally, you know, even though Firmino was there, even though, you know, uh, Coutinho was there, you know, he have really good players. Um, you know, uh, Milner is there at that stage as well. You know, there's, there's loads of players there that are establishing themselves and they're still here now. Like Henderson and stuff. Um, because Henderson's only recently taken over the captaincy in the a year previous. But you see already how integral he is, Kev. How important he is. How different he is to what we have. And if you didn't know how important Sadio Mane was to Liverpool, or how important he was going to be, you got a taste of it um, during that then months. You know, January into mid-February.
3: Well, you see, with that first season, sixteen seventeen, he had twenty seven uh, Premier League appearances and thirteen goals. Hmm. Every other year after that, bar one, he was in the mid to high thirties. So that was the first season where he was away with Afcon that he missed a good chunk of games and his goal tally was down because ordinarily he would have got almost probably got into double figure into 20 in pushing 20 goals that first season would have been unheard of and it would have made us qualifying for the Champions League an awful lot easier and maybe pushing pushing higher up the table but it wasn't Surprise! It was the way as that season panned out. He offered us something that we didn't have, as you said, that pacing behind, that directness, that ability to stretch sides. We were always compact and able to play through sides. The likes of Coutinho and Bobby were able to play intricate football, but having that o- that option that you were hoping the Sturridge could always provide. But Daniel, you know, his body just let him down. But Sadio was at twenty four years of age. That ability to scare the living shit out of defenders. You know, Emmett was dead right. They didn't know what to do with him. They, they knew he was trouble at Southampton, but then you put him into side with better players around him and you had players who could find him. He was, um, he was a completely different animal and he only got better as he got older. You know, every year, year in, year out, he added to his game, be it right wing, left wing, and at the end through the middle. There was um, a constant evolution of how he played the game and how we didn't adapt to him, but he adapted to the way we evolved. Where in the past, when a player missed a chunk of time out, they fell behind and they couldn't adapt and catch up. He never had that issue. you know. He never had that problem. And that's because, look, he's a world-class player. You know, for 34 million pounds at the time when we bought him, we bought one of the best African players to ever play the game. You know, and it was an absolute bargain at the end of it.
1: It is a bargain. And we've kind of more or less made our money back when you look at it. Um, It's, it's close to it. Darren Dunbar says he scores a brace against Spurs when he comes back from the Afghan. Is that the one where he gives Ben Davis? An oh, it. Is it? Where he destroys Ben Davis twice and, and scores. Am I right? Is that the right one I'm thinking of? I think it is. Um and then he does a hamstring against Everton and he's out for the rest of the season. But Liverpool still managed to get into the Champions League. Keith, seventy and eighteen comes and you know, if you can think of any memories in seventy and eighteen, you bashed him out there. Um I think seventy and eighteen is the one where we where he scores at Everton in the ninety fourth or fifth minute. Yeah. But at that summer, you see Salah come in, yeah. and then you're looking going Salah, Firmino, Coutinho, Mane, the Fab Four as they were known, and um, they were trying to get them on the pitch together. They were like it was all going off. Uh, the dream was Coutinho in a midfield tree with Mane, Mane left Salah, right, and Firmino up front. And the thing was, after a year of tearing the place up on the right hand side, just goes left. No bother to him. I'll go left. Let Salah come in and play right. Because if you remember, Salah signs, Salah signs for Liverpool, and everyone thinks he's backup to these front three up front. And you know he takes the number eleven short. Firmino gives it to him and and takes number nine. <coughs> and everyone thought Salah would be a backup because Mane plays down the right and Salah does as well. So it was like he'd be Mane's understudy, you know. But Salah is just electric from day one. Um, Mane goes out left. And you see the evolution of him again. Can play right, no problem. But down the left, Keith, was just a different dimension to him because he could burn you on the outside. And this is where his technical play came in for me. He'd burn you on the outside if he wanted to, but he'd drift inside. He'd find the pass if he was drifting inside. He'd cross and was good off both feet. Shooting was good off both feet. You know, wasn't afraid to get physical. Um, and that's where you... I, that that uh, That's probably the season where you really see how good a footballer he is. Not just
2: pace, Keith. how good a footballer Sadio Mane is. Yeah, I agree. But that's the year I think that Liverpool clops, Liverpool start to take shape because Robbo comes in that summer, doesn't he? Yep. Robbo comes in that summer and Oxley chamberlain comes in that summer as well. And he yep. was brilliant that season as well. Oxley chamberlain from midfield. So what we had was we touched on it there, the heavy metal football and uh, Coutinho and Bobby at the time probably weren't playing it the season before with Mane. That season was absolutely carnage. Because what Salah had done was he comes in and he sort of blows the arse off the leg. But it took so much pressure off Mane then as well. And Mane was able to just go over to the other side. You know, there was no, it was a big deal at the time that he was getting pushed out of the way. As you said, Mane, Salah was Mane's backup and all this sort of Torn's shit. Turns out it was
1: best position though.
2: Yeah, but that's for I me. Mean. He really flourishes when he goes over there. And, you know, it, it, the team got better. And Mane, as I said, it, he went from being the sort of the main attacker, as as we said there, he got something said he got 13 goals the year before, misses a month of AFCON, then misses 10 games injured. So you knew what was sort of there and what was likely to happen. And going into that season, you're know, like, no, Mane is the main man, definitely the, the, the attacking threat. But the the famous front three then come together and um from day one, Watford isn't it in the fourth game and mm-hmm. they all score brilliant. and He scores a brilliant goal in that game. Yeah. I uh, he always scores brilliant goals. But uh, the, but I the ball the, uh, I think
1: he, he plays a one two one. is it where Emre Jani plays it? a one two with Yeah, I think it is. And he just right foot, opens his body up, smacks her in the top corner. Um solid uh, scores his, it's
2: It's, his it's goals are goal. Yeah. But that's the start of it, I think, you know, that season because I think Ox gets a lot of a lot of stick, you know, and look, he hasn't fulfilled the potential, the injuries. And it was the injury that season that Bladen really does for him. Um, but I thought he was brilliant that year and it was another one that I remember we played City in the Champions League that and we fucking destroyed them, mm. And we destroyed them in the league. Remember I was in the space for a week, wasn't it? Four, four 3 we beat him at home in the league, don't we? Yeah. But Ox is brilliant, Mane is brilliant, Salah is brilliant, Bobby is All it was like an attacking, like Coutinho was gone at that stage, and Oxley Chamberlain becomes part of that sort of midfield attack, and we were fucking brilliant. But Mane was allowed to be nearly the silent assassin of the team because Salah took all the attention and took all the the heat, you know, and and the the, the, the media attention and the fan attention. But you're looking at what he's doing on the on the left hand side, and you're like. This fella hasn't dropped a beat since moving over there. Do you know? And and some people can get their nose put out a joint. Mo Salah comes in, he takes Bobby's number, as you said. Well, Bob, Bob gives up the number, but sadly I was moving his position. And you're like, I don't know about this. Is Man gonna be, you know, he's only in the door? Is this gonna put him out of uh, his nose out of joint? No such thing. He just gets down. As you said, I think he plays his best stuff. I don't know if I'm going to touch on it, but I'm going to touch on it now. His partnership with Andy Robertson was absolutely brilliant. Do you, it's, uh, it's, it was fucking outrageous. It's, yeah, it's probably the best partnership of the of the club era. And people say, well, Trent and, and Mo, yeah, I prefer the uh, Robo and th- the it. There's
1: more of a three man setup, I think, down the right, whereas yeah. these two boys were just let run free on the left.
2: Yeah. And there was a bit, a bit of, bit of menace about them, and a bit of. Snow. Do you remember the, the World Club Championship? Loads of it? yeah. One, one fella is kicking lumps, isn't he, out of Sadio, and they're going off the pitch, and Robbo saying, "Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll have him when we get back out. Don't you worry about that." And then he kicks him up in the air. I just love that fucking that partnership that he had with Robertson on the left. It was all just hard work, and it was. I keep saying, helter-skelter. Do you know what I mean? It was just teams did not know what to do. The other side obviously wasn't bad with Trent and Salah, but there was just something about it. genie as well. Actually, when he was playing on the left hand side of that midfield, was brilliant in in that as well. And you just and felt, Kate, you just
1: felt, you right. just felt no, no matter what game you had with those two, no matter what yeah. type of game, they would, they would flourish in it. If it was, a, it yeah. was, it was a mad kind of end to end game. You knew Robertson and Mane had the engine. If it was one where you were pinned back you knew that the two boys would be well able for it. If it was one way, you were absolutely lashing on the attack, they'd run around rings around as many people as they could to help each other. No matter what. And then if it got physical, they would love it. You know, yeah. Mane, is, Mane is a dirty little fucker when he wants to be. But everyone loves that about him. You know, we, he leave an elbow in, he leave a shoulder, and he leaves a foot in. He's unfortunate for me to get sent off at Man City. Um yeah. I think that's...
2: Edison Floyd's yeah, this Floyd. head. Is that, no, is is that eight, eighteen nineteen? No,
3: that's, that's, no,
1: I think that's seventeen, 18 18, 17 18, 18, eighteen. 18. Is it that long ago? It Jeez. is. Yeah. He's unlucky. I think he's looking at the ball. I think he's looking to take a ball down. But anyway, but they loved it. The both of them loved it. And like, Emma, I'll come to you because you have to remember, right? I think Liverpool played play Bill Bell in Dublin the week before that season starts, Seventeen, eighteen. Does Manny play that day? I can't remember. I had loads of drink on board. But. Um, Surprising. I think Robertson. We play his fourth game and I love them, but Coutinho on the eve of the Watford game decides his back is hurting, doesn't want to play, right? Doesn't make the move. He's in great form, Coutinho till Christmas, and then he ends up gone. But you're thinking, oh, okay, we've they've kind of switched Salah, Salah's in, Manny's over there. Coutinho, will he be able to walk on the front three in fairness to them? Emma, just step up and go fuck him, right? And they just decide, right, us three will do it. And you have to give credit to all of them, but we're talking about Sadio Mane today. Tucker in stride. And literally yeah. like, and you see at the end of the season, he just goes and takes the number 10 jersey as well. Like, you know, give me the number 10. I'll be Liverpool's number 10. One of the biggest numbers at the club. Probably the biggest one, apparently seven. But, again, Emmett, I mean, you just, you can see him just progressing all the time. And for me, ends up the most rounded player at the club. But even that, in a second season, when all this is going on, he just takes it. Mane, Sala, Firmino, take it, and rumor it. At the end of the European Cup final.
0: It's a. Uh, I loved Coutinho as a player. Um, I think everybody did. Um, but when he started acting the maggot with the pain in the back and all of that, you're right, the lads did say, so I thought we played a hell of a lot better when he didn't play. Um, and the three of them literally took over. Like you said, said, fuck it. And the top bet of that season was all three to score. I don't know how many games they did it in, yeah. but if you did it for every game, you'd be up rather than down if you were betting on that. But um, that was the that was the full move then to the four three three. But again, yeah, it was like assisting each other, scoring, all three scoring. If, they, if, they, if one of them didn't score, definitely assisted. Um, and it was just like... I can remember, thinking like, I've never seen Liverpool play like this before. It's uh, unbelievable. Um, and it just kind of nearly swept everything in front of them aside. Um, uh, it, one of them, like, it was kind of... When he came in, he said, "Turning doubters to believers." You're probably still kind of doubting a little bit because of years of hurt. But it was kind of, I think, it was the 17, 18 season that we all kind of thought, no, this is this is happening. This is on. This is we're back to where we were 30 years ago." And an absolute joy to watch. Ran uh, ran every defense in the league absolutely ragged, Um and all kind of played off each other, and um, they kind of. I want to say play off each other. They, they fed off each other. Do you know what I mean? It's, it was just, it, it, they were untouchable. Absolutely untouchable. And Sadio, yeah, plays a massive big part of that. Um, and, yeah, he, like I, I, I never really, because he is so humble, uh, we've spoken about him being so humble, the move across to the left, people were worried. He, he just took it and he destroyed it. And it was, look, you have to remember as well is that they didn't always stay in their positions. <laughs> a lot of the time, the front three, like you'd see Mane would pop up on the right and sat on the left. You'd have uh Firmino on the left and uh, Mane going through the middle. and um, but again, yeah, it just caused all sorts of trouble to the and no one knew how to deal with
2: That was the start of the corners, wasn't it? When a team, opposition team, would get a corner against and us. we'd be going with ourselves yeah. because uh, we were like laying a pack of wolves that, 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 waiting for the knockdown because but didn't we that, knew kick we that kick off? Didn't
1: that kick off against? against- Arsenal Arsenal yeah Arsenal, it's a Bellerin idea. Bellerin yeah. just takes it, it was a betterer i think takes too long and Salah just nips in and runs yeah. the, the half half the pitch and scores and oh. like that yeah you you're right when when teams got a corner and um, was that the one where we do we do west ham as well in the kind of orange yeah. kits
2: that was that season oh, well, the orange uh, kits nah. was 17 18 wasn't right.
1: it? yeah yeah there's a 17 18 they, where we break out I against thought west that might have
0: ham been 18 19 yeah, that was, was eighteen, nineteen. Was it's it Virgil. okay? Virgil was it? in uh, the was it? No. Right.
1: Emmett's internet is all over the fucking shop. I don't know. He must be on bleeding. He must He's be on, on Dico, Poundland Dico stuff. On He's now. on the Dico internet <laughs> today. Um, but, but was it definitely eighteen, nineteen? We we do that to West Ham. Yeah, the the orange kids were where was when, oh, after I Virgil
2: think was
3: signed. The I, orange kids were 17,
2: 18. And Virgil was
3: there in 17 and 18.
1: He comes into it, the in the January. So. I'm yeah, really sure we beat West, West Ham 20. 17 and 18. I, and I think we break out and Mane, our, Mane breaks out from the from the from from a corner. I have visions of Lanzini taking a corner. And then Mane just tears through the middle with it and knocks it off to Salah and he buries it. And Salah gets two in that game, 4-0. But I could okay, be remember
3: the one, one, a one quick break with Shaqiri putting a ball across...
1: Know, oh that no, that on, that's right. later that
3: on. A of years
2: that's, ago. Later yeah, that that's later on. Yeah, that was the sure. quick two big long passes and, yeah. and then the, the takedown. Was, says, was it Ox? Is it that gets the goal even? Was it? I yeah, know.
1: I think I think Salah makes it one 0 that game. Um, I think Lanzini might get one back, but does one there when when Sadio then clips one to the back post to Salah and he takes it one touch and then buries it across the keeper. Yeah. Um, and Ox gets one, I think, as well. Um, But look, um, I'm nearly sure that was 17-18, but I could be wrong. But he scores a goal in the European Cup final in 17-18 off a header from Lovren, and barring a goalkeeper that was concussed or whatever, you know, he could have won a European Cup in 17-18. But Mm. in 17-18, is also the goal away at Everton. Um, And... I always remember that when it came up, I think, eight minutes of injury time or whatever it was, and you could hear the whole of Goodison going, oh, for a fuck's sake, because Liverpool were, <laughs> were absolutely hammering on the door. Yeah. And for the way it goes in, um, and it's a real striker's instinct, you know, Storage has a, has a, has a, shoots, doesn't hit a great shot. Uh, um, I think your man's in goal, is it Robles is in goal? No blazer's in, yeah. yeah, no in goal, yeah, And it goes, kind of dribbles past him, hits the post, but when you watch it back, man is 22 yards from goal. When that ball gets struck yeah. and he's like an absolute fucking rat up a drain pipe yeah. getting to it. And he knocks it in, the place goes berserk. It's just before Christmas. Liverpool fans are having a fucking great time. There's flares on the pitch. Um and it'll probably go down as like we we'll talk later, I suppose, about, you know, what's his what's his best moment and, and stuff like that, but that might be it.
3: Burning. not for me. Well, well look, you me, can pick your favorite but, moment at the end. Yeah, but it's it's up there for sure. It's he's got so many iconic moments that. Uh, but yeah, that one is definitely one. I mean, just will pick up from what you guys were saying about Coutinho and all that with the Fab Four. I think when he left, and we improved, we realised how good we could be when he was gone, because he was such a defensive liability right. that we couldn't really secure enough clean sheets with him in the side, playing the front three as well. And it wasn't until he left and we stiffened up and we gave license to the front three to say, go and win us games. And the three of them bought into it a hook, line and sinker. And like they were saying, they were assisting each other scoring. They didn't give a shit. They just winning games became an addiction for them. Scoring and assisting became an addiction.
1: And where Liverpool became more controlling in games. These three seemed to be like they a club of harder. 15, 16. Yeah. You know, where it was mental. It was just that yeah. portion of the team seemed to be just continued to be mental while yeah. the rest of it became more functional and, and they, be,
3: they became so aggressive as well in their pressing. They, the longer they were together, they learned each other's trigger movements to a T. They, it didn't matter who was in what spot in the pitch. Once one person went, everyone knew exactly how to funnel sides to where they wanted them to be to retrieve the ball and go again. And we saw it over and over, the quick breaks, the quick turnovers in the goals. You might have won twos and tap-ins that all three of them got from just the hard work off the ball. And you can't do that if all three don't buy in. And if one of them has a chip on their shoulder by being moved out of position, it doesn't work. So the idea that Sadio had his nose out of joint because he was asked to move and he was Right, you gotta accommodate the new guy. It just didn't exist. You know, people tried to create division and rivalries within the squad that just weren't there. Because if they were there, we wouldn't have been as successful as we have been over the last six years. Mm. It just doesn't work. Not in modern day football, not at the level that we've been playing out, but the points totals and the finals that we've been appearing in. That doesn't work if everyone doesn't buy in. It just doesn't.
1: I'm I'm looking here. It's actually the twentieth of December two thousand sixteen he scores the goal against um Everton. I had it down to seventeen and eighteen, but I, I listen, it's I don't fucking know. There's that many things going on. I'm literally oh, walking cool. off memory. Um but look 18, nineteen I think it's his best season at Liverpool. Yeah. You know, I think we win the European Cup. I don't think I know we win the European <laughs> Cup. But we win that. We we're a point off um, see in the league, we get 97 points, and I don't know if he wins. Like, I just think it's his best season at Liverpool, yeah. Keith. You know, you have got that boring goal in there, don't you? 18 19. Yeah. When he, um, I think, I think it might have been Rock, Rob Gutman from the Amphi Rap described that as ballet, ap, yeah. actual ballet, um, as words he used, but. Man, he was so fucking good in 1819, Keith. Like he was just so fucking good.
2: Yeah, and that that sort of it it's all about the evolution, isn't it, of the squad and the evolution of Jurgen Klopp and what he knew was happening with the with the squad and who we could rely on. So we go into 1819, we get beaten in the uh Champions League final the year before we make squad improvements, blah blah blah. That year, Klopp realizes as well, look draws aren't worth a shite now anymore we have to just go for it now in the league and we go for it and we get 90 was it 96 97 points 97 points and it it's not enough but we win a champions league as well and you know Mane is at the heart the, the Bayern Munich goal is is an outrage and I, I'd say it's going to top most people's goals for their favourite Sadio Mane goal it's not mine but it's certainly up there and it like Virgil's pass is brilliant he gets it into space, but Mane uses his body from the very start of it. Like Mane uses his strength and his body to hold off the defender, spins it, goes around fucking Noyer, who right, Neuer has a tendency to go walkabouts and anyway. But Mane knew, right, I'm gonna get around him and just to clip it over into the the finish. Everything about that goal is just brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant. But at that stage, he is just everything about Leverett. He's fighting in every game. You know, he's at his peak. And not only, Bobby Firmino was absolutely sensational as well. And Mo, they're all, it's their second season together. They're really fine tuned what they needed. We've also improved that goalkeeper that year, which is a big, big fucking, mm. you know, big difference. Not having a digger at Arcadius or Mignolet. But we knew when Alisson came in, as that season progressed and Fab we were playing higher up the pitch. We were compressing the press right up in the other end of the pitch. Keita comes in that summer as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Keita comes in. We mm-hmm. signed him the year before yeah. and he comes in that summer. summer of and you you just see then that the absolute, in my opinion, we we, we pushed up so high that the press was just, they couldn't live for it. And that's what, man, they flourished under, you know what I mean? Like the hard work, pressing... The Robertson combination, um, as I say, Naby Keita comes in and it's Keita then who's playing a lot on the left of the midfield three. Him and Keita seem to strike up a good uh, partnership as well out there and he's just, he's sensational that year. You know, I really think, you know, he gets some goals. um, He gets a lot of goals. He always got a lot of goals, but some some of the goals he was getting were just a player at the peak of his powers. And I think, yeah, that season... Covid sort of fucks him up a bit, doesn't it? Um, I think the Man A pre Covid and the Man A post Covid are probably different, but you know, that's players that are older as well, I suppose. You can put it down to that. But I think, yeah, 18 19 is probably the, yeah, into the start of the next season because the Villa game when we win the league is a, is a big moment as well. Um, but that year, I think, yeah, definitely his best season. He's, he's just. He's, he's driving us on, you know. He's putting us on his on his back nearly and, and we have a team of stars at this stage. And he's the one that, that's got the fight because you need someone. You can have all the best players in the world and this is where uh, over the years, like Arsenal always fell down because they had all these teams that could play ball, play ball. But they didn't have a fighter. They still don't really have it. Um, they never really got that sorted out. And Manchester United as well looked to buy superstars, but they don't buy players that have the, have the onions that Sadio Mane had. But we had him. We had loads of them, but we had him. And he just carried the team. He pushed us through when we needed it. And he was just sensational that year. That that to me is that that was the peak. That was his uh that was his, his Mount Rushmore season for us, where he just put his name up there in the in the pantheon of the, the legends. And yeah, great year for him. Great kits as well that year. <laughs> great kits. Um and, and and like
1: four cans were only a fiver. Them years, and now yeah. they're selling 440 mil cans, far for six quid, which is fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, but, Fill but your I digress. No, I'm not feeling I'm not, I refuse to put a 440 mil can anywhere near me. I, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I just One haven't words for how bad, yeah, news, it's yeah. fucking outrageous. Um, but you were saying that's where he, he peaks. I don't know, peaks probably the wrong word. I think it all comes together. I think he now knows somewhere in his mind how important he is. I think he's fully aware of the responsibility he has to take for this team, which he does. I think he realises just how good he is and how dangerous he is. And not only how good he is and dangerous he is, but how good and dangerous others around him are and how he can use that to his advantage. Because, you know... Salah quite rightly gets loads of plaudits and, you know, scores loads of goals and assists. But 18-19 for me, every time he played, I just wanted to see if Mane was playing and who was he up against. Because I fancied him. Even if Salah had an off day, Firmino had an off day, you know, midfield was okay but not really doing a lot. Because it was very functional midfield. Let's be honest, he didn't score loads of goals in midfield. It was all about wing-backs and our front three. I always just watch for Sadio Mane. Who's he up against? What can we do to isolate him against this player? What can we do to give him a chance? And most times when you gave him a chance, he he took it and he scored or he assisted. And he, Like, we win the European Cup and I remember in the European Cup final, you know, and I'm kind of skipping over the Byron thing because I want to read out people's feelings on, on their favourite moments at the end. But the European Cup final, Liverpool are 1-0 up. Ball comes into Mane. 20 yards in from the touchline. Second half. Takes it. Takes a touch inside. Takes, goes by somebody. Tried to bundle them off. Can't do it. Another fella comes out and goes by him. Then he just shifts it and puts it 20 yards in front of him. Goes straight after it. Gets it. What's he do? Throws a dummy. Throws a leg over it. Comes back inside. We end up with Milner having a shot that just goes wide. But that was all about Liverpool are under a bit of pressure. What does Mane do? Takes it. Doesn't lose it. Commits players... Spurs by them, and okay, Milner misses, but you can see Spores going. All we need to do is commit one player in the wrong position here. This fella yeah. will absolutely destroy us. You know what I mean? Kev 18-19, he comes away as European Cup winner. Yeah, he, he narrowly loses in the league, but he, even in the last day of the season, I think doesn't he score last day of the season against Wolves? I
3: yeah, he does. yeah, I think he does. I think he might well, get two actually. Um, in- yeah, because he he ended up with twenty-two goals and it was yeah. joint top scorer with yeah. Salah and Farneyang.
1: Um, oh Aubameyang, was it? Aubameyang. Uh, yeah, Bamiyan.
3: And he got African Player of the Year that year as well, which I think really boosted him that he won it over over Salah. Yeah. You know, and it was there, there's bound to be rivalry without it being confrontational. The the fact that he got that recognition that year, for the year that he put in, was only right and proper. He was outstanding. Yeah. He, it was the best. He's it was the best. It was his best season at the club. Yeah. Where he sorry, Kevin Ball says
1: he does. He gets two. He does score twice in the last day of the season. Yeah. I'm in Liverpool for it. I think yeah, yeah. Um He scores <laughs> two to get the to share the golden bill. Um, yeah, but, but
3: like, he's he's just different, you know, and that's what I think everyone loves about him. The fact that he 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 never shied away from being from doing what was asked of him either, and that only showed more this season than any other. Is by the way we know you've done it down the right, we know you've done it down the left. Now we need you to do it through the middle, and he did it again. You know, and I mean we'll talk about it later, but I don't know. I mean this is the first year that we've had a serious conversation about him being involved in Ballon d'Or. You know, and. I don't know if we, I th- if he might have one or th- one more year at being at this Ballon d'Or type level, and I think Bayern might get that out of him. But look, in in that year eighteen nineteen, he was arguably one of the best players in the world. Yeah, you know, I, I, and if it, if, if it wasn't for Messi, if it wasn't for Messi, what the numbers that Messi was pulling up at Barcelona, then I think he would have been in the conversation for a Ballon d'Or that year as well.
1: Mm. between him and mum before we go on there's something to chat there of Stephen Duffy Um, his mother isn't not well Um, so I'm not going to go into any detail on it Stephen Duffy knows where it is and the people in the chat knows where it is so I want to wish Stephen and his mother and his his family all the best I hope um, everything works out okay and I hope you're okay with me saying that Um, some players some teams would have looked at 18 19 and went, Yeah, we won a European Cup, but like we put so much into that late campaign, you know. Um, and we go into nineteen twenty, 20, and you would forgive some of them for saying, Do You know what, 97 can we go any harder than 97? Can we? Like, let's be honest, City are just a big, just a chi. That's all they are. And I, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks when I say that. They are. They're a chi. And that's the end of it. You're up against a chi cult um, that are, for me, they're an insignificant entity um, and would be unless they didn't buy their way in, buy some sort of um stature in the game. And Liverpool must look at it and think, geez, this league title. But you could be forgiven for saying, we won the European Cup. But we try to defend that one, you know. See other league goals, but the European Cup, we could defend it. But they come out in nineteen and twenty, and they take no shift from nobody, and they don't give a fuck who we are, and they are exquisite to be perfectly honest with you, from start to finish. And you know, I think as m- I think it's hard to pick out a player in that season, just want to put on a pedestal for nineteen twenty. I think it's hard. You know, I look at all the players that played in there. I look at all the results we got. Mane definitely plays a part. Salah plays a part. Firmino plays a part. You know, Henderson, Fabinho, Wijnaldum. Just name them all. Ring them all off because they all play a part. But, like, he's, again, he's part of a team that literally go, 97, we'll fucking show you. And it's just a mental strength, Keith, to come out and go, we'll go we went to the last season, but we're just we just hit the turbo button now. Yeah. And the one for me in that season is the Villa away one. He gets yeah. the assist for Robertson, I think. Yeah, with a left foot cross. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's so from the right hand side. He puts it on his Comes left. Comes puts on his left. Robertson in. scores, right. and then he scores the winner. And it's important because while well, we're losing, City are winning. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, this is the big shift, and they're playing each other at Anfield the following week. And we turn it around. We end up six points clear of him and we beat him the following week. We go nine points clear. And that's a huge goal from Sadio Mane. And there's boots going in everywhere and he just sticks his head in and scores. And, you know, the team deserved it, the club deserved it, but we're talking about Sadio Mane, to Yeah, On a Sadio Mane level, and you see him being interviewed at Anfield after we lift the trophy and stuff. Um, I was delighted. When I think back, I'm delighted for him because Again, I always look at Sadio Mane, and I think he's the man that started it all. For me, he's the man that started it all. Anyway,
2: yeah, it's I agree that Villa game. um, We we spoke before. We spoke on on this earlier as well, where you know you had to win games because City, the cheating bastards that they are, changed the game. You know, we we we're all old enough to remember. You know, the early years of the Premier League when you could lose six or seven Mm -hmm. games and you'd still be you know, we're able to win the league. Now you can't draw for Do you know what I mean? And it's, the points are just like, no, draws are as bad as defeats. Liverpool go into that season and it's absolute foot on the neck stuff. And they never let up. It's relentless. It's the most relentless. That, that half a season is the most relentless you'll ever see. Liverpool absolutely smashed the arse off the league that Was year. Was it play 29-128-3-1? Yeah, he drew against United, didn't they? Early yeah, on, yeah, he drew then against United in about the ninth game. game. And every every single thing that season, remember, it was the World Club Cup was on. That's when they'll drop their points, and they came back. Sorry, it's twenty eight. Drew drew one one twenty seven. Yeah. You said. Do you remember they they we came back and Leicester were the. We're on the hunt, First you know. One. The foxes are the foxes are hunting us down, and we play them in Filbert Street or whatever the fuck that's called now. <laughs> it's not um, Filbert Street. It's the, it's the King the Power. It used to be the Walkers, the Cheese and Onion Stadium. I, I was thinking of the Walkers. I forgot it was even the King Power, so I we just went with Filbert Street. Yeah. But in that game, that was like that's when it all came together. That was just unbelievable. But it was that's the best performance
1: under Jurgen Klopp for me. Um, the most complete there, yeah. performance on the European club. I get Barcelona. Yeah. I get all that. But the most complete performance for me is that that one away. Yeah. Was Bar- Bar-
2: Barcelona was Barcelona was just sort of on a knife edge, wasn't it? I it was know. But we literally arrive, we desert. literally
1: arrived home from the Middle East that morning, yeah. and we get a train out along Street, right? And we yeah. go up to Leicester, and it's like, oh, Lyme oh Lyme the, Lyme the I think what about bleeding are we 12 points clear them or something at the time yeah and it's like oh but so if they win they get down to knavies, whatever yeah. it is and they just go out and destroy them yeah. and you see they were see playing Mane,
3: well at the time as well they were playing First, well I but know, you, but you know, see in that game good side
1: the time but, the, but, the, but they were and they were second in the league but the, the yeah. funny thing is like if you look at Trent's golfer yeah. right who's the fella in the middle of the park looking for the ball who's the fella that lets a run by him and turns around and drives with it late on Manny? yeah Plays it to Trent buries it to brilliant, brilliant goal. But just, Kev, it's a ridiculous season. Like, play 28, 127, drew one. No, you'll never see it again. And, no. And, and the and the funny thing is, right, play 28, 127, drew one, and you have people trying to make an argument against this Liverpool side and yeah. the league they won. Did it matter? Yeah. Madness. They, they literally take the last seven games off. Yeah. And finish with ninety nine
2: points. They almost the essentially won the league, then didn't they? Yeah. At Christmas when they did that last time.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we got beaten by Watford in the in the yeah. twenty game of the season, and people were like, "Oh," and we like, "Put your fuck off for miles," yeah. <laughs> you know. I
3: remember, I remember being in the chat at that at the time, and none of us would say it that it was over, that it was done. We were. We all might have subconsciously thought about I it. I
2: think it's the United well, one a couple of weeks later that seals it. Yeah, that's when does. they start singing it. But yeah. I remember thinking yeah. at the Leicester game, that was. I was in the pub that night and I ran home doing a pod with you, Gav. Could have been the Skype days back then. But it was, it, you just felt that the team at that stage, every hurdle, they were overcoming every hurdle. And psychologically and was- mentally, when you get over them hurdles, they run out of excuses, a, and there was no way they were going to drop it.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of mental scars that everyone suffered. For you know, if anyone's going to find a way to balls this up, it'll be us. And I think the ninety-seven point season prepared to that. But the fact that we went and did it and did it again after everything that we'd been through just goes to show the mental strength, the character, and then the fact that they did it behind closed doors where they didn't have the help from the fans. They didn't have, and you could see it in some of the players. And you watch the compil- the goal compilations and you watch the goals during COVID and you look back at it and you realise how fucking hard that must have been. Mm. You know, because even celebrating goals, there was... Liverpool could the, have... Liverpool could so have, so hard.
1: Liverpool could have not played after COVID, after we came back after COVID and still won the league. Mm. Yeah. That's how good they were.
3: But it was just the fact that when they did it, when we came back and we won it, it, it was the manner of their season. I wish we'd have got the 100 points. We deserve to get the 100 points. That's the signal for me. If, yeah, but, I always, there is a signal,
1: but Kev, I always think of it as played 31, 99 points, seven points on the lash, or seven games yeah. on the lash. <laughs> and I'm, Do you know what? That sits okay with me. Because yeah, people go. Yeah. Oh, Liverpool never done hundred. Yeah, but Liverpool were on the piss for seven games. Yeah. No other team has ever been on the piss for seven games. Do you know no, what I mean?
3: No one's. No one in the modern era has walked. We'd league.
2: have done hundred and eight, in my opinion. Yeah,
3: I, think I always we think up, if the, the, the
2: intensity I, was there and they had I, to really push, if, if City
1: had have kept there. going, I think Liverpool would have done hundred and eight easy. And they were on. They were a one hundred and eight point team, in my opinion, in nineteen twenty. So that means they would have dropped six points that season.
3: That's scary, isn't it? It's you look back at that. that is. Is, it is. crazy, and and we all talked last season about how the squad is the last season is the best squad we've we've had.
0: Mm.
3: That performance for the season that we won the league. Modern. I don't think you'll ever see that again, because of the way football is going into the future, mm. and and that's not going to be the fault of any one club. Uh, because I think there'll be some great there will be great sides down the years that will do great things. I think just the way the football in general is going, I don't think that that will happen again.
1: I think I think Chelsea have done a hundred and I think City have done hundred. And I'd ragu- argue No Chelsea
3: haven't done a hundred. Chelsea haven't done hundred. No,
2: City are only ones that done. I thought Chelsea done hundred. One. No. no, Chelsea only no. done ninety no I think Chelsea went very but close to 100. Didn't do 100 no they didn't City are no.
1: the only teams that anyway, Okay. won anyway, see I thought Chelsea did but anyway they, no, might, they might have done 98 or something right but no, I, had no, me, no, I no, always no, had in no, my head no, Chelsea done 100 points anyway no. um, I think that's one of the most comprehensive league wins you've ever seen and Sadio Mane is involved Sadio Mane like a crucial point in it Sadio Mane has a say you know that Villa game away, he has a say. There's games throughout that he has a say. You know, is it eighteen nineteen where he backheels is Chelsea's highest points? Is oh, it ninety yeah. five? Okay, I don't know why I had Chelsea. me had to do a hundred. Um, is it eighteen nineteen where he heels are over Ben Foster for the crack against Warford?
3: Do you remember? It was That's against Watford.
2: That's my favorite one of the whole lot. <laughs>
3: That was outrageous! Just the audacity, and and it wasn't a fluke because he did it into the ground.
2: Oh yeah, you 100% did. he hundred percent did.
3: He did it into the ground to get it over Foster. Or Alison Foster, wants to know how much of you had to
2: drink? Done. I've only had two. No, cans. that wasn't eight. Like, I'm looking at it here, so it's the. Um, and it's it's was 19, the 20, Street, it was nineteen twenty. No, it's the, it's new balance. It's seventeen
1: eighteen. Is it? Oh, it's okay. that far back. I think. And you know what? People slag and go. Why can't you remember this? So much has happened in The last six years to actually putting it together and remembering games, I think is really difficult.
2: If you go be if you go before the Klopp era and you know oh 18 19, it could be 1890. I sorry. think it might be. Um, even won the Champions League,
1: yeah. Yeah, you says Liverpool 18 to 20, 196 points out of 228 in the Champions League, <laughs> um, which is ridiculous. Uh, Arles says it was 18 19, yeah. um, where he did back. Back heels
3: um, yeah. it. The fact that you did, the, why, you did why that. Why did I have Chelsea
1: way? up higher than 95? Dunno. I ah, was telling me doing. that one day and I believe that was, it was, Ancel- was that yeah. the Ancelotti Chelsea? Yeah, Ancel- it
3: was.
1: Yeah. It's, that's the best Chelsea it's side the last, of, that's, that's the, that's the, the best, best Chelsea side ever. Of all time.
3: Yeah.
1: I think it's a better side in 2004, 5, 5, 6. Um, the Ancelotti Chelsea in 2010, I think it might have been, um, was ridiculous. Um Red Steve reckons two cans of those four hundred and forty mil. If if someone brought a four hundred and forty mil can into my house, he'd be asked to leave immediately. Yeah. Um say so you go, February two thousand nineteen is when he scored that back here. But there again, it's, the it's just so much has happened. But if you go before yeah. the club here and you say to me, Do you remember that game Bamba and I go, Yeah, we've done this, we scored that, who this we who scored, this how the goals were. Clopp's years just seem to mould into one because we just seem to do so much shit against so many teams you know we've battered Wofford how many times Leicester whatever it is I think it's hard Um, but look we win the title Um, we have to deal behind closed doors we have to celebrate behind closed doors and and the year Covid comes in I think Mane suffered badly with Covid I think it's quite it's it's out there that he's suffered badly after Um, you know twenty twenty one is one of those seasons where I, th- I think I just think it, it's it's one you not not that you write them write it off because you know we still get Champions League and it pushes us on to what we've done since. Um but I want to go on to Sadio's best moments. I think it's only fair to do it an hour and twenty minutes in. You know, last season he he's okay. For me. And then he decides he's playing centre forward. And he just decides he's he's going to be the best centre forward around. And he was absolutely brilliant. And Keith, before we go on to the best moments, just just a word on him in the in the final season because Diaz comes in, we're playing him on the fly and he's really good. Jota's has lost a little bit of form. Salah's out of form a little bit. Mane is huge for us, Keith. Going and doing ninety two points and as well-rounded as he was in probably 18, 19, where you'd probably think it's his best season and you see the evolution of him, he just adds another string to his ball where he goes, I'll just go front. I'll I'll play centre-forward. It's no problem to me. And we've we've always spoke about when Salah gets on an edge, will he go into the centre? Sadio Mane looks to me like a proper, proper fucking number nine at this stage, Keith. And it's only a credit to him.
2: I really does. And... You know, again, I said it earlier, he, there's been times when he puts us on, our, on his back and, and runs around. And last season was one of them because Mo Salah in the first half of the season, absolutely phenomenal. Now, Mane is good as well. He misses it. There's games when he misses fucking 15 chances and all that. Like we know there's there's been times when he's, he's been a bit. What's your favorite
1: game? What's your favorite game for Sadio Mane missing loads of chances?
2: The Leeds one, when everyone lost that shit and he was blading, having, and he scores in it and all, doesn't he? But he scores misses it out. My is favourite is Napoli in the
1: Champions League. Do you remember the, yeah. the Allison hit save? Yeah.
2: But Mane has about 14 Louder. chances, just aside, I'm not scoring. Yeah. I'll just we'll say just 1-0 here, lads. But, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for a player that, that keeps going. Do you know what 100%. I mean? And, and doesn't let it, you know, So centre-forward over the years. You see a centre-forward that misses chances and they crumbled, and they carried that forward with the man. You know I'm saying to do? It. He just shook her off. But something that he does as well, Salah comes back from the AFCON and he's fucking broken man in my opinion. But Mane is the king because Mane wins the AFCON. Mane is, basically knows I'm the African footballer of the year. He knows he has a case to be the Ballon d'Or because whether you like at these, these things, and, and even, even though, though it's AFCON, AFCON it's, it's still an international trophy, so it helps his case. So he comes back, and it's like, right, Louis Lu- Diaz comes in electrifying on the left hand side. There is an opportunity to play Mane through the center, through the middle, and he just takes it with both hands. Because, like we keep saying, we've said it from the start he's a fighter, he's a scrapper, he's a grafter, and I see yeah the rest of his career will be in that centre-forward position because he used to have the move, didn't he, where he'd, he'd come up on the, the left, he'd stand up to defender and he'd shake his leg, shake his foot. He didn't know which way he was going and he was gone by him with that boost of pace. He doesn't have that boost of pace really anymore, but he could get it back, you know. But the transition that he's made into being a central striker, I just think, you know, I just think he's absolutely brilliant. Um Something wrong with my sound. Well, don't worry no, about no, no. uh, con- no, it. Okay. Um but but he's he's just been absolutely brilliant that uh, he's able to change and and not just fit in, you know, not not to be carried. Every time he's he's changed, he's improved. But you know, it's that's just the story of Manet. And something as well, Laura Duffy said it in the chat earlier on about manny going to Bayern Munich it'll Be less taxing on his body playing in the Bundesliga. Do you know he'll win titles and he won't be under that pressure? And they'll have a, a winter break and well, next year, fucking all over the shop, and anyway. But the winter breaks, in he pain will pain have, yeah, fucking
1: first week of September or something,
2: yeah. <laughs> but, but, but he will get a lot more to be, it won't be as heavy on his body. Do you know what I mean? And I just think. He will extend his career by going to Bayern Munich and look, yeah. fair play to him, you know what I mean? I think he's he's been a great player for us. But there's so many moments. He's <laughs> fucking brilliant.
1: We'll we, we get on to the, the moments in a minute. But um, just on him as a centre-forward, like I, I think you're right. I think the blistering pace is gone. But I think he... The one thing... He had great pace when he played at for Liverpool. But his movement was brilliant. Yeah, That out-to-in run that he timed perfect, where he didn't have to use... Bags of pace. He was just so good at it. Where he just drifted, 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 gone. And the defender was like, Where the fuck has he gone? And before he realised it, he's he's gone across him. He's in, he's in goal. And I think we go back to, if you go back to the two week scores against Spurs in his fourth season when he comes back from the AFCON, it's, I'm nearly sure it's, um, I'm nearly sure it's Ben Davis. He's now at centre half for Spurs, isn't he? But he was playing left back and he just rips him because he's getting inside him all the time. And, but now you look at it and I go. I still think he has enough pace to run off the back of defenders, right? You not stand them up and go at them like a, an out and out winger. But I think he has enough pace to run off the back of defenders.
3: Yeah, I think the he's centre backs especially.
1: Yeah, I think he's good enough in the air. I think he's a good enough finisher. I think he's physical and strong enough. And you know what? I'm not happy to see him live up, see leave Liverpool overall, but I'm. It'll probably make me watch a bit of Bayern Munich just <laughs> to see how he's getting on because yeah, yeah. I like to follow Liverpool players when they leave Liverpool to see how they get on. Especially ones that leave on good terms. You know, and um I'll definitely i I'll definitely with um, with Sadio Mane. Um
3: Kev The thing is I was gonna say, the thing is as well, going to Bayern Munich, there's only eighteen teams in the Bundesliga and one mm-hmm. domestic club. And they don't the senior players don't get involved in the in the German Cup until the latter round, the later rounds. Hmm. So everything will be about the league, and there's only probably six teams in it that will give Bayern a solid game. You know, the rest of them are shit scared of him. So I, I honestly think he could go to Munich and set the Bundesliga light, at least for one year, maybe two. You know, he's not too old. We've seen it with Ribery and Robin when they went to uh Germany and they really kicked on. There's some other strikers that have gone to Germany later in their career and exploded and just been they reinvented themselves. So I think he's going to next year if the Bayern play him through the middle like I think they will with um, Muslera around him with Thomas Muller around him I think they're going to be a great sight to watch and it's guaranteed nailed on the way the football gods work. We will drop them Ironman. in the group stages. We will get them some yeah. point next season. Nailed yeah. on. Yeah. You know, and it was understood. We were talking about it earlier. It was a shame that Sadio didn't get his send off. I think this deal has been in the pipeline for a while, and if he was precious about him being a star, it would have been. He would have made it known that this was his last appearance at Anfield. It never got out, and that says an awful. That says everything about him. You know, everything was about the Champions League final no distractions away from the champions league final. Yeah, he gave that interview but you know the game the game at Anfield had gone by then. It was all about the champions league final for him. You know, and I'm sure down the road we will he will come back to Anfield and he'll get a great reception when he comes back.
1: Mm. <clears throat> um favorite moments because we're, we're
2: an hour and a half in and so it's Oh, wait um, till we do the Bobby Firmino one. Leading three-hour job, that one.
1: Yeah, but but your favourite moments, like, I'm
2: not going to say anything. Keith, for for me, your no,
3: favourite moments. Sorry, Keith, go
2: ahead. My favourite moments, my favourite goal of Sadio's is the Watford back heel because the same, oh, I love goals that are not, you know, just an instinctive or, a, you know, a volley, you, you, there's a certain amount of luck and, and a smack from blade and 20 yards or whatever and things like that. I love goals that there's a bit of something special about them. And that back heel that he scores against Ben Foster, I know he thinks he was probably offside at the time, but the fact that he backheels it into the ground to lift it over him, it's just execution is absolutely brilliant on that goal and that's the one that always stands out for me as a goal for Sadio the Bayern Munich one is more iconic we know that Um he has scored the Arsenal goal iconic but for me the best goal that he has scored has been was was the back heel against Watford and um, the be- Sadio Mane as a human being forget about him as a footballer we wax lyrical about him as a footballer as a human being he's just an absolutely top fella and you know we'll remember Sadio the player, we'll remember all the goals, we'll remember the versatility, we'll remember the work rate, but we'll also remember that he was a good egg, you know, and there's a lot to be said for that because there's not many of them in football, according to, you know, fans, you know, we see the bad side of a lot of footballers and we think we're, we're saying goodbye to Sadio Mane because let's be honest, we all know um, <laughs> he's, he's going to be leaving and it'll be announced soon. We're saying goodbye to to a great a great fella and a great player. And I just think as a humble fella, the amount of work he does off the pitch is as important as what he does on the pitch. And, you know, there's no, no one single memory other than that goal that I'd have up there, but just all-around good egg.
1: Care favourite moments on, off the pitch, wherever you want. For me, the,
3: there's a couple of goals. The Bayern Munich goal for me was just outstanding. Yeah. Because of the context of the game, uh, the fact that we had a nil-nil at Anfield and we had to go over there and get a win, and everything about that goal was just sublime, you know. And the now to be able to stop, turn and chip was great. There was another one against City on his left foot. It was yeah. just on the edge of the box, and he just stood That's up. That's four three games. He just swatted yeah. it into, the, into top the top into the top yeah. corner. Absolute have that. You ain't stopping it and. That was a great, great goal, and there was one this season, I think just gone. It was a bicycle kick, and it was the most Norwich. weird yeah, it was the most weird looking finish you've ever seen in your life, but just the, the thought process to even attempt it <laughs> it was just pure him, you know there's some great goals, you know the ones that he scored in the air for someone as short as he was, he didn't I, I still believe he didn't have a great leap but he had a great ability to be in the right place at the right time and brave. But off the pitch, the, sto- the story with Genie and the, and the iPhone, you know, the humility, the, um, the fact that he kept his private life private and he never, ever once mixed the two. You, you, you'd never see, see or hear anything bad about him in the press and the, the awareness that other players had around him when they were celebrating goals. That they kept alcohol away from him. That it's just a respect thing, you know. And I think he he's one of the main reasons for a lot of a lot more tolerance. A lot more tolerance has come into the fan base because of him and and Salah, and certainly because of the characters that they are, great human beings.
2: I love the shift that when he gets taken off against Burnley.
3: And the yeah. lads oh, are yeah.
2: having a fucking great laugh at that. <laughs> he's fuming. Yeah. Yeah. And the boys are laughing, breaking their bollocks, laughing at him.
1: But the big thing that comes out after is is that he walks into the dressing room yeah. and the lads literally say to him, Give her over. And he just gives it over. He's yeah. like, Yeah, probably fucking that's a bit fucking ridiculous. Whereas some players go, No, 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 I'll stand up you know, they double down, stand up for themselves, not giving an inch, but Man is laughing and, and that's famously where the Firmino side eye comes from, isn't it? When he's walking up the yeah. tunnel in at Horfmore. Um there's so many for me. The the winner away at Villa is huge. It's it, it literally it's goal, it man? literally stops the season dead in its tracks for me. Because Liverpool stays six points clear to see. You go nine points clear in them the following week by beating them, and nobody looks back after that. Um I think it's eighteen nineteen when Klopp decides to take the piss with the Derby lineup. Um, yeah. At Anfield, and Mane hits an unbelievable pass for Rigi for the first goal. He dissects everything for this for one of the goals for Shakiri. He scores one himself um, in in the first half. He was absolutely outrageous; <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Um, he's brilliant against Barca because he's the main man. You know, we've no Firmino, and we've no Salah. He's up front with Rigi and Shakiri, and he's he's brilliant. Doesn't score or assist, I don't think. Um, yeah but he's just
2: so fucking good. Um, because he has that threat, of, as he spoke about, Barson knew, right, we can commit. We're probably not worried about Origi, and we're probably not worried about Shakiri, but we're fucking worried about Sadio Mane, so we mm. can't commit him much, and that that's what he gave you. Mm. Mm. The start of 2019-20, he's at the
1: AFCON again, isn't he? And he turns up in Liverpool about yeah. a day before we play Norwich. I'm at that yeah. game because I remember him coming off the bench going, what the fuck he he doing going off the bench or four one up? Comes on, runs around like a lunatic. Um the thing the thing that he does with Nivea is is absolutely brilliant. Um it's with Tim O'Tearney. Um you'd hear him all the other time on the Anfield rap. He, he does a lot of work down at the flurry in Liverpool, guitar lessons, food runs, all sorts of stuff. And you know, it's a brilliant, brilliant video. If you don't get a chance, go and watch it. It's it's one of the best videos you'll see. But like Kev said earlier he he asks this guy what his what celebration is and he tells him and, and he does it I think he might do it away at Palace or something like that in the next game and if I remember right he scores and you know what just um, the goals are brilliant the assists are brilliant the 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 celebrations with Bobby when he's when he's when he's um, copying them he yeah. scores away at Southampton yeah. doesn't he early on in the season um, one of the season and he does that whole thing where he does what Bobby does and Kind of like a matador um, in front of Southampton fans, and a, not one of them give out. They're like, just, no. "That's just Sadio Mane." Um, but my God, like 200 and, 270 games and one hundred and fifty—I think it's one hundred and fifty-eight goal involvements. Um, it, it's it's very very it's it's brilliant, and like every other player that got Liverpool that fourth league title in forty years. He's won a European Cup, FA Cup, League <laughs> Cup, World, World Cup, Cup, Super Cup. Super Cup. Um, he's,
3: AFCON at the time while he was there.
1: AFCON, um, African Player of the Year. Um, you know, when you look at Didier Drogba, Didier Drogba is is celebrated as a, an absolute hero in African football. Man, he will go down as the same for me because of yeah. what he's won, um, where he's won it and the way he's carried himself. I think he's been absolutely excellent. So, um,
2: yeah, there's just so many moments. Uh, I don't like the narrative that's being painted that Liverpool fans don't appreciate him. I mean, yeah. any well, Liverpool fan I know loves Sally yeah, man. My outfit hates him, but apart from that...
1: You know, I, I, I can tell you that, and I keep going back to it, when Liverpool played, he was one of the... F- he was definitely in the top two players I would look for to make sure they're on the pitch. Yeah. Be- just because of the impact he can have and his intelligence to adapt to games regardless of what games we're in and he he's fairly clutch when it comes to taking chances and making chances and you know what the argument about him staying at Liverpool um why he didn't it's for another day tonight tonight is about you know um, talking about Sadio Mane celebrating Sadio Mane and and just telling he's not going to watch I don't think but telling Sadio Mane that he is a Liverpool legend he'll never be forgotten I don't think by Liverpool fans of this generation anyway and possibly once for the generations when they go back and watch him and I'm telling my son about Liverpool in 2017 18, 19, 20 um, he'll never be forgotten because I think I, I genuinely and I keep saying it he's the man that lit the touch paper for me he's the yeah. son that changes everything and he just progresses and progresses and has impact and becomes for me the probably the most rounded footballer of the club. Um, and I wish him all the best at Bayern Munich. Apart from when he plays us in, in Europe, because nailed on. But I just think he's an absolute. Um, he, he's just he's just fucking brilliant. There's no other word for it. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to find words. But he's truly
3: world class. Um, and it's a, it's a, for me it's a term that gets thrown around an awful lot. It's world class label. He's one of probably a dozen truly world class players that are out there in the game at the minute. And he's up there in an argument for the top three world football players in the world right now. You know, that on merit, on form, on the pitch, can do everything. You know, he's one of those rare breeds of forwards that can do it all. You know, there's not many. You know, a lot, an awful lot of centre-forwards have weaknesses in their game. They can't do certain things. They don't like certain ways of playing. He doesn't. He can do everything, you know. And the forwards that are coming in have got big shoes to fill, you know. He's so consistent. He's so reliable, dependable. He's always available, you know. And that's half the battle, plus his effort on the pitch and his goals and assists return you Know Diaz and Darwin have big shoes to fill. Mm. You know, I hope that I hope they can do it, yeah. You know, that's, well,
1: look, that's the only whole point forward. <clears throat> and I'm sure, I'm sure it's the uh, when he signs for Bayern, you'll probably hear more information around the Liverpool contract. Um, you might hear some more about the feeling we're in the club, you might hear it a bit more from the feeling for money. Um, and that's a like I said, that's a discussion for another day when you have probably more information on it, but um. I was going to talk about Calvin Ramsey signing, but I think we leave it for tomorrow night. We've winners and losers tomorrow night, and um, like there's not much going on in the world, so we probably just have a big chat about football tomorrow, depending on who's on. But um, we we'll definitely welcome Calvin Ramsey to, to Liverpool Football Club. Um, it's a good signing. I'm I'm excited to see him playing, and we'll have a, a bigger look at him tomorrow night. And um, we go and we look up some some stuff on him, and we bring it to you tomorrow night. Um, Kev, anything else before we go?
3: No, nothing for me. Uh, just the Felicon um stuff. I think you're over the 7.5k now, yeah?
1: We're... Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on some stuff to come in that might bring us close to 8, actually.
3: Oh, wow. Mm. That's fantastic. But now it's going to be... don't know what's going to come, come this week now because if you believe the club, we're done. Uh, I don't believe the club for a second. But it's going to be interesting the rest of the window because... You look at the players that we've brought in, a 22 year old and two teenagers. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's proper future proofing. But I don't think we're done. But there's some um, other clubs out there that need to get a wriggle on.
1: I think we're done unless we move some players out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah, I agree. without going into the midfield fucking debate. No, um, no, no. Because I've seen people absolutely having meltdowns. Um, on Twitter today, you and and trying to and trying to tag this podcast in it, which was amusing, and um, people I've never met telling me I'm a great a wanker, which was deadly. Um, uh, the most now, yeah, uh, the most. Are you talking about me?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, come here. <sighs> the There's midfield, only
3: 25 players in the squad. The midfield thing. We, uh, the midfield
1: know? thing. Like, you know, I, I said I think if 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 Ox goals I think you need to sign a midfielder I think you need numbers but you can't just keep signing players and hoping it's it's very good it's kind of like it's it's 4D chess as the kids say nowadays isn't it yeah. um, that you don't want to show your hand too early and I agree with you Kev I don't think they have really done the transfer market I think I think if nothing moved within the squad I think they might yeah. be done but any sort, any sort of movement within that squad now, I think you might see something come in anyway. and the movement within the squad obviously if players going out but um, Look, uh move for said,
2: Alex Oxley Chamberlain, I
1: think. Yeah, I think sorry, I think that's the one that it's kind of yeah. cough like a bit, I think. Uh Emma Kavanaugh says the telegram was tasty today. Yeah, the telegram group was really good. R. Allison says you were a great A wanker, Gav. No, you um, say you're our great A wanker. You are our great A wanker. Well, fair enough, you still call me a great A wanker. Um I and it's sure. not mind that, you know. Um but I do Let's meet anyone just let's meet up for a point and see how we feel after. Um Twitter had a meltdown. I'm shocked, says Laura Duffy. Yeah. Uh Cheat Hens says Ramsey is a top class signing in fairness. We'll talk about him a bit more tomorrow night. Mm. Um Felicon, link in description. Um it's there to find out about them. The link the second link is to donate. If you can donate great. If you can't send it amongst friends family and stuff cuz we I think we might get to 8 grand by the end of this week if the if the if the donations I think that are coming in do come in I think we we'll go over 8 grand so we'll literally have less than 2 grand to go which is great um but look it's it's one of those we're going to keep going we get the 10 grand I anyway mean, if that means that we raise a fiver a day for fucking I don't know how many d- days would that take um we will we'll just keep going with that yeah. Keith,
2: Anything else yes. before we go? Very quickly, right? A friend of mine who listens to the show all the time doesn't listen live. He catches it back as far. took talk very unwell over the weekend, so I just want to say he's not a Liverpool fan. The father, he's a Celtic fan. So I mm-hmm. just want to stay get well soon, Jimmy the Bear, hail hail, and uh, hopefully they've a bit good news coming that way soon. Absolutely, yeah. um, we wish wish them all the best and hope
1: everything works out. And I'm sure you'll update us, Keith, um, in the next couple of days about that um that's been the fat pack for. we we've kept you for an hour and 40 odd minutes but sadly omane deserved an hour and 40 minutes let's be fair um rest of the week winners and losers tomorrow having a clue what we're going to do with that by the way uh there will be a transfer show on tuesday Of course covering liverpool and all um other clubs that we can find stuff out about um no transfer knowledge it's called so don't come in looking for like yeah. We, know, we know what we're talking scoops. about. Our scoops, yeah. scoops have yeah. the we can. can. Yeah. <laughs> um, that be Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to do a quiz. I'm going. I'm, I'm promising you a quiz Wednesday. Thursday, viewers' voice. The viewers' voice was meant to happen last Thursday. Um, the lads were lined up to do it. It was my fault. Um, something came up on my end that I just could not get away from. So um, that was my fault. But it will be coming on this Thursday. Sports Unplugged is coming on Friday. And then we'll be back on the Fatback 4 on Sunday. So make sure, I don't know, subscribe if you want. Um, The rumor going around now is that YouTube are removing subscribers and all sorts of messing. But um, if you subscribe and you hit notifications, all notifications, and you should be all right then. So we'll see how it goes. Um, That's it. Talk in a bit. Have a good one. Over now.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.